0: 1 p.m. in New York, 7 p.m. in Johannesburg, and 12 midnight in Bangkok. Welcome to the Expat Happy Hour. This is Sunday Schneider Bean from sundaybean.com, and I'm a solution-oriented coach and intercultural strategist for individuals and organizations. And I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed when living abroad and get you through any life transition. Stop resisting it. We are programmed for purpose. People who report a strong purpose in life on average live longer lives than those with a weak purpose. In a study conducted over 14 years, it was found that an even minor increase on a seven-point scale for purpose resulted in over 12% reduced risk of dying. Current research shows that lack of purpose contributes to at least as much to disease and death as do other factors such as tobacco use, poor diet, inactivity, and stress. People with a strong purpose in life, on average, have better sex, sleep better, and are less likely to become depressed. Uh, convinced that purpose is important? This is all from some fascinating research done by Victor J. Stecher in his book, Life on Purpose. For real, we are programmed for purpose. And what you'll see, if you check out Victor's book, it, it shows us how living for purpose, for living for what matters most, changes everything. This episode of Expat Happy Hour kicks off our focus. On purpose. If you've been following me the last few months, you know we are smack dab in the middle of a four-part series on expat quicksand. And quickly, for those of you who didn't have uh, the last few episodes in mind, expat quicksand is where I see so many expats get stuck. Walking unsuspectedly into tough spots and struggling to get out. So, we started by looking at connection, connection with ourselves and connection with others. Then, last month, we looked at how to get unstuck. And this month, we're going to look deeply into purpose before we go on to direction to finalize this four part series. Because purpose, it's everything. And I know what you're thinking. There's some of you who are like, oh, Sunday. It's just common sense, isn't it? Like, I'm the one to decide what I want to do. I'm the one to drop an action plan and get started. Right? So you feel accountable to do that, but you're stuck. And then you start thinking that something is wrong with you. And I see this with so many of my clients. So if this feels familiar, I get it. And we'll see why in this episode, why feeling like something is wrong with you is not at all the case. Maybe our thinking around purpose is what's wrong. Okay, so if you're hungry for a sense of purpose, but you haven't figured out what that is yet, no pressure, but your life depends on it. (laughs) Seriously, because when we fail to identify a greater sense of purpose for ourselves, especially while we're living abroad, it puts your happiness, relationships, the assignment, and even your health at risk. That's why you're hungry for more purpose, because it's so damn important. Right? It's what extends your life and boosts your happiness. And it's like, oh, if we feel like we don't have it, like I don't have it all figured out, that purpose. It's no wonder that you get caught up in self-doubt or your self-worth takes a hit. But let's all calm down. (laughs) Deep breath. You are feeling that hunger because you're programmed for purpose. So stop second-guessing yourself. Stop feeling guilty for wanting more purpose. Stop ignoring your desire to get out the sidelines of your life. It's natural. Right, This is you doing your best to live a full life because you are programmed for purpose. I'm like clenching my fists right now, people. I've got my hands up high in the, hair, in the air because this is so important. And the problem with purpose is because it's not something out there. People feel like they have to go find it. Like it's a needle in a haystack, right? First of all, thanks. (laughs) Here's this gigantic haystack, and now I have to flip and dive in and try to find a needle. And what if it pokes me in the eye? Like, how am I going to, am I ever going to find it? What will it take? Am I going to suffocate? Right. And if you don't find it, this proverbial purpose needle in a haystack, then you feel like you failed. You could spend your whole life looking for it. Right? And I know, depending on your religious background or spiritual practice, some people believe that we're all given a purpose, and it's our job to live it out. Okay? I don't know. (laughs) I am open to that. I love that idea. I don't know. I'm not going to claim that I have the answers to the universe. But what I do know is that you need a purpose. That to live a life full of meaning and direction will support your happiness, your health, and your longevity. Because finding purpose, as we know from the research, leads to better health and overall happiness. It benefits our lives. And I see this in my clients' lives all the time recently had a client who came to me because she was hungry for more purpose. And we started doing what's called the year of transformation together. And at that time, she was a stay at home mom living abroad, had two kids and just felt stuck. Self-worth had taken a hit and sort of left all of her professional talents at bay to move abroad. And was hungry to find purpose outside of her family. And along the way, we found an endeavor. <laughs> it was some sort of professional direction that she re-engaged in that helped her feel more on purpose. She started to feel more valuable. She started to value her time more. She made Exercise a higher priority, even though she was busier. She felt more confident. She was showing up differently in her relationship, also with her kids, and she was making bigger decisions. Was it her thing forever, this job? Actually, no. But what she did was say yes to herself and did more on purpose. It gave her greater happiness. And she ironically started taking even better care of her health even though she was busier. So you too, when you get more on purpose, whether it's the thing you do forever or just for now to get you back on track, you show up differently for yourself, for your friends, for your partner, and even for your kids. It's a domino effect, right? Because we're programmed for purpose. So I want to ask you, just for a moment to drop the it like the find it I want to find my purpose which might be really really important and great for your long term life right I'm not I'm not saying we shouldn't do that but we're gonna look at it from a different way so I want you to start getting results now right so without having to figure out what your business will be The thing you'll study, the job you'll find, the creative direction you'll pursue, whatever that is, those big important things that are all part of living purposeful lives, I want to put that on a shelf for a moment and do something now where you can feel results now so you can start living on purpose. Because purpose is about creating it, not finding it. This is a process. And as I said, I help people in that process, that big process. But we're going to focus more narrowly today on getting started now. Okay, so if you've been a longtime listener of Expats on Purpose, you might already know this, but some of you might be surprised to learn that I have a battle cry for being more on purpose. It's called the expats on purpose manifesto. And if you haven't heard of that before, listen up, because this is like a map on how to be more on purpose, no matter what, no matter where you are, until you find that thing, until you create that thing, this is how you can be more on purpose now. Okay, and if you're a member of my Facebook group, Expats on Purpose, you better know what the Expats on Purpose Manifesto is because it's exactly what everything is built on. Okay, for those of you who are like the what? I will put it in the show notes. It's called the Expats on Purpose Manifesto. We'll talk about a little bit of it today. I'll put it in the show notes and you can go check it out in more detail later. You are warmly welcomed to uh join my group, Expats on Purpose. Go in the Facebook group and uh, fill out the questions and tell them that you listen to episode 134 and we would love for you to join us. Okay, so I've got this battle cry for being more purpose, being more on purpose in our lives and this is what we want to drive us forward until we've created the it, the big thing, whatever that thing is for the moment, we're going to start living more on purpose now. And today I'm going to share three ways to get started. And it starts as simple as saying no to one thing and yes to another. Okay, so here we go. Three ways for you to be more on purpose. Number one, say no to sacrificing your needs for others. Say yes to meeting your needs along with others. Okay, say no to sacrificing your needs for others, say yes to meeting your needs along with others. I can give you a load of kind examples, but I'm going to tell you one of my own. <laughs> when I think about this idea, I think about how I've lived that, you know, to go away from sacrificing your needs for others to meeting your needs along with others. One of the most challenging things that I've had to do was when we were in Burkina Faso and within after the terrorist attacks that hit on uh, January 15th, within 10 days, I moved to Switzerland with my two boys separating our family and I brought my business with me, solo parented in an absolute new apartment, new place with uncertainty, right? Everyone around me would have understood if I had put my business on hold Even my health on hold to make sure that the kids have a great transition and uh, we recalibrate, right? But I had worked so hard to create my business and had started taking pretty good care of myself. I was like, hell no. (laughs) I am not going to give up everything because of this thing that happened. So for me, To say no to sacrificing my needs for others. When I didn't have my partner with me, right? He was in Burkina Faso. I had to figure this out. I had to find a creative way to get my needs met. So, one very practical thing that I did was I realized. In my day, because there's a lot of public transportation in Switzerland, I had to take the tram. It's like a, a, what do you call a tram in English? I think it's still a tram. I always, that's what it is in German, kind of like those San Francisco rail cars. I had to take that to get from our apartment, our temporary apartment to their school and back. So I was spending 45, 50, maybe even 60 minutes a day on this public transportation, taking my kids to and from school. That means I wasn't working in my own business, I wasn't running, I wasn't grocery shopping, I wasn't doing any of that. And the quality of time with my kids was like so-so. You know how kids are at the, after school, at the end of the day, they're kind of zoning out and they need to sort of, you know, come down and relax. So what I realized is if I had a babysitter pick the kids up from school twice a week, that'll save me an hour and a half of this sort of dead time, you know, going from school to home. And guess what that would make time for? I could go running. That means instead of sitting on the tram, I could be running while someone I trusted could pick up my kids and have an adventure on the way home. And that's what they ended up doing. She was the coolest babysitter. She had tattoos and piercings. and was super sweet. Worked in a daycare, like the best thing I could imagine. She was hanging out with my kids, having fun while I was running. And that meant my kids got picked up from school by someone we trusted, someone who was fun, created adventure for my boys. I got to run, took care of my health, could decompress so I was a much better mother when they walk through the door. Say no to sacrificing your needs for others. Say yes to meeting your needs along with others. And all it took was for me to step back and say, hey, how can I make this better? How can I squeeze in two 45-minute running sessions without impacting my family or my business? Okay, so that's my invitation to you. What's one need you feel like isn't getting met? For me, I was not getting quiet time and running time met. And I found a way to make it happen. For you, it might be just like five minutes of downtime. Maybe it's 20 minutes to run. It could be a girl's night out or it could be date night. Okay, pick one and make that a priority. And get creative. Do what you gotta do to schedule it and communicate it. I don't care. Buy, barter, bribe, beg. Just make it happen because your needs are important and they should get met. Okay, so step one one thing, this isn't like something you do in chronological order, it's just one of many things you can do to live more on purpose is to say no to sacrificing your needs for others and say yes to meeting your needs along with others because no one gets a gold medal for sacrificing their needs. Right? No, you're not a martyr to your family. You'll burn out and you won't be useful to anybody. I know that when I need to go on a run, everybody in my family makes it a priority because I know I'm a much better person when I come back. Right? Okay. So, another thing you can do to be more on purpose, all in line with the Expats on Purpose manifesto, is to say no to putting yourself last. Say yes to first class self care. First class self care is when you're taking really good care of yourself, right? We're not sitting packed in economy, self-care, like I slept for four hours. We're doing first-class self-care, which means I got eight to nine hours of really rejuvenating sleep, right? What can you do to take really good care of yourself? Because again, everybody benefits when you do that. One of my clients, when she started saying yes to first-class self-care, realized that? realized What she was doing was putting herself last over and over and over again, right? She wanted, she did a ton for her family, ton for the organization. She was an accompanying partner, living abroad in a challenging context. And um, she was showing up for everybody in really good ways. But the problem was, is that what she had planned for her would always get put put on the back burner because things would come up. Like, let's say she wanted to go exercise, but she had to wait for the electrician, and they were late, and then she couldn't go. And at the end of the day, she'd be mad because the thing she wanted to do for her didn't happen, and she was fed up. So she said, no to putting yourself last, yes to first-class self-care. And what she did is she said, I'm going to do the thing for me first thing in the morning, so it's done. And then I can see the electrician, then I can do pick-up and drop-off for the kids, and I can go help at the organization, et cetera, et cetera. I am going to do the first thing for me and then I'll serve everybody else. So when she goes to bed at night, she was like, at least I did that for me, right? So remember, she's still meeting the needs of others, but she's making hers a priority. So this is, I love this. (laughs) So what she did in this case, um, hers was yoga. She did yoga first thing in the morning, but here was the clincher. She needed the car And her partner also needed the car. They were a bike ride away from work, but the car was the easiest way to go because of the heat. So she communicated in her family, my health is important. I'm going to do yoga in the morning so that I can be of service to everybody else the rest of the day. Are you willing to be ready for the car at, you know, 8.05 or whatever, so that I can get to yoga on time and I can drop you off at work? Yes, yes. Okay, so all on track. Everything sounds good first day of yoga. Um, she's like, okay, it's time to go. We in 10 minutes, we're leaving. Okay, yes, yes, we're leaving. All right, five minutes, we're going. Yes, yes. Okay. Now it's time to go. And she goes, my yoga starts in five minutes, I need to leave. I'm going to take the car. If you're not in the car, you know, in five minutes, then you can bike to work. And she got in the car, she waited the five minutes. And she said, Okay, I see you're biking to work. And she left. Her partner was a bit stunned at this prioritization of herself, but what she did was make herself a priority. She communicated it, and it helped her partner see how serious her new routine was. So, guess what happened the next morning? He was in the car ready to go, right? She stopped putting herself last, started taking first class care of herself, and found a way to meet her needs. Along with others. Okay, so what can you do? What can you do to start bringing in more first-cost care of yourself? And when you hear self-care, most people think about like massages and bubble baths and things that cost money. No, absolutely not. It doesn't have to cost anything. I mean, it could be adding lemon or cucumber to your water, it could be putting it in a fancy glass instead of that crappy cup that you have. It could be telling your kids, you know what, during bath time, I'm going to take a bath too. So when you're done, get your books ready, right? It could be uh, asking your partner to take over bedtime one night a week so that you can go to bed early and get the sleep that you need. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be expensive. Honestly, when I work with people about having first class self-care, it's literally a simple As saying what is one thing I could do to take better care of myself and then just communicating it if it impacts others and making it happen. And most of the people I work with, their partners, their family, is warmly welcoming this effort to do small things to take care of yourself. It's usually not really a big deal. All right, so what can you do to say no to putting yourself last and say yes to first-class self-care? Okay. There we go. That's the second thing that we've done. The third one to help you warm up to this idea of creating more purpose is near and dear to my heart. And that is around connection. So what can you do to say no to craving connection and say yes to creating connection? Say no to craving connection. Say yes to creating connection. Because relationships are so central to feeling on purpose, to feeling like your life is meaningful. Right? So one of my clients, she wanted, she was craving connection with her partner, but their lives were so busy. Whenever they did spend time together, they were so busy hanging out, talking about logistics and flights and vacations and pick up and drop off, et cetera, that they never had time to really spend time together. So what they did is they created a 30-minute window on a Friday morning to only talk about logistics, which freed up the weekend for them to actually connect. For you, maybe it's date night. Just recently, I went on a run, and my, one of my best girlfriends in Switzerland was on a hike in Italy, and together we exercised and talked while we were working out. So, we were able, we were craving connection with each other, and we said no to craving, and we said yes to connecting. We made a time, okay, I'm going to work out then. You're going to be hiking then. Let's get on the phone and talk. Say yes to creating connection. So, that's my invitation to you. Who are you craving connection with? What needs to happen to nurture that? Sometimes it's as simple as sending a text message and saying, hey, meet you in 30 minutes, let's go on a walk. I don't care where they are in the world. It could be as simple as that. So there you have it. Three ways that you can get started to living more on purpose. Right? Forget this needle in a haystack. Start now. You can check out my Expats on Purpose manifesto for more ideas. And you are welcome to join my Facebook group Expats on purpose. Make sure you answer the questions and let them know that you listened to episode 134. And if you want to hang out live with me and get coached by me face to face, I've got an online workshop series in process. One is coming up in a few days. If you're listening to this right away, it's going to help you get out of a rut. So if you're not signed up for my four part series where I'm giving workshops, on purpose, on meaning, on direction, do it now because I'd love to see you live face-to-face in my online workshop where we can talk and get you unstuck and get you towards more purpose and meaning. This episode has looked at how failing to identify a greater sense of purpose for yourself, especially while you're living abroad, can put your happiness, your relationships, the assignment, and even your health at risk. It's time to accept that you are programmed for purpose. And let's drop the pressure of finding it and start doing more to live on purpose now. I've given you three ways to get started. Remember, number one was say no to sacrificing your needs for others and say yes to meeting your needs with others, along with others. Number two was say no to putting yourself last and say yes to first-class self-care. And the third was to say no to craving connection and say yes to creating connection. There's so much more, right? So join me in my Facebook group, Exits on Purpose, or reach out to me personally. Okay, email me at sunday at sundaybean.com. I would love to talk to you. We're going to drop the needle in the haystack pressure and start taking back control of your life and living more on purpose. You've been listening to Expat Happy Hour with Sunday Bean. Thank you for listening. I'm going to leave you with the words of Fyodor Dostoevsky, a Russian novelist, short story writer, and philosopher. He says, the mystery of human existence lies not in just staying alive, but in finding something to live for.